I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 844 Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Everything's coming up to to Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. In the zone, simple dedication to the team when you're in the know. To to Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. In the soul, lifting all the positivity for the wolves to grow. So, where we going from here, man? We listen week to week to get the clearest to clear. Recaps, got that. South cap, got that. Team ads, got that. So tell me what they do not have, huh? Question to ask, but I don't mean to go brag. But boy, they got all the stats, and they could go all the way back from KG to Zerbiak. And all I'm saying is that the cast a one stop shot for my timber wolves. Timber wolves, ain't a thing falling, everything's coming up. Timber wolves, timber wolves, falling from the autumn, ain't nobody gonna stop him. It's the timber wolves, timber wolves, phonies, you can spot them, they the sheep under their clothes. Timber wolves, timber wolves, talk a lot about them. Welcome in to another Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. My name is Gabe Anderson, and I'm joined as always by Chris Emerson. Chris, how are we doing? Uh, we're doing well. I mean, we're one and one. Okay, we're home court. Right. All right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's important for Wolves fans not to freak out. I mean, that's why they play seven games, right? Like, that. that's why. Um, yep. The, we've the, got a best of five series and we've got home court advantage right now. That's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so let's get right into it. Uh, in your opinion, what, let, let's talk about game two a little bit and then we'll jump into game three. Uh, what, what, in your opinion, what was the ultimate thing that went wrong? Like what was, what, what was, what was the main thing in your mind? And there's a lot of things, but, but just start, start with something. What, what do you got? Um, I mean, it was a little bit of a perfect storm, it seemed like. Um, what I think kind of maybe happened is the Timberwolves thought that they had it all figured out. They thought that maybe we were going to run through these guys, you know, just do what we do. We're too good for them individually. They can't they can't guard us kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. we came out with, you know, kind of hero ball mentality. Um, didn't really have the ball movement. You know, then the game got slowed down with all the fouls. So, like, we're a flow offense. We, you know, we work mm. on transition. We work on motion. And um, there's, you know, 25 fouls in the first quarter or whatever it was, like something ridiculous. Um, that kills a flow. And if mm. we're a team that lives on flow, uh, it just slows everything down and makes it ugly. So, you know, I think we just – I think maybe we were – you know, came out with the same game plan because we won game one and just tried to push that same game plan. And um, the Grizzlies, since they lost, they switched up their system and uh, their switch up was better than ours. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I would agree. Oh, I just, I, I felt like in game two, just 
particularly not not necessarily job, but I feel like a lot of their that some of their role players were just making clutch shots. Like particularly, I, I feel like one of the one of the keys in that game was Jaron Jackson Jr. Now he's not necessarily the the best three point shooter in the world, but I mean he went four for seven from behind yeah. the three point land. And it felt like every time the Wolves were starting to starting to kind of creep back into that game, it would be him or someone else would hit a get a clutch three and then it's like, oh okay, well we got to climb a little bit higher. So I, I don't know. Jaron Jackson Jr. definitely had a big game. And for him, I mean, unlike unlike the game before, he stayed out of foul trouble as well. So that was a big thing for him. Let, let's talk about this. Uh, so uh, Jared Vanderbilt, in fact, I'm looking at the game stats here, uh, only played nine minutes. Did you like what, what, uh, what uh, Coach Finch did by not playing him? Maybe – with uh with, with some of the matchups or what would you think about that well i think i don't remember if we touched on it or not last podcast um i know it was on my mind and i and i've been talking you know online with some people about it uh mm-hmm. so delo mentioned this uh when he, and i've mentioned on here what delo said it was he about his defense he said in the playoffs we come you know everyone hunts the weakest defender you know like they, they they find your weakness and they attack it. And that's what Beasley said, why he's picking up his defense. He doesn't want to be the guy that's picked on every time, you know, whoever mm-hmm. the weakest defender on, they'll bring them to the top, run them in a pick and roll. So their star is on that guy. It's the same thing on defense when they, uh, for a big down low, when they see a guy like Vanderbilt and they know that he gives no offensive, n- no reason to be out there offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, he he doesn't have the ability to even be like in the dunker spot, like you know when guys drive to like drop it off for him for an easy dunk or easy layup or a lob. He never is really effective there. Um, he can't shoot, so it's getting to the point where you know they'll put Jaron Jackson Jr. on him, and Jaron Jackson Jr. will just pretty much stand in the paint, like he'll step out, you know, every once in a while so he doesn't get a three second, but he's pretty much playing center field. And that stops almost all of our drives by Cat or by Edwards or by D'Lo, I guess, in theory. Um, so he can't be out there. I mean, he he, he just can't. Without having any sort of jump shot, He um, he's become unplayable. And that's troublesome when you're going up against the number one rebounding team when he's by far our best rebounder. So mm-hmm. now... What it's really showing to me is just the fact that this roster is still not a complete roster. And we've known this, you know, for two years now that power forward's been a huge issue. Um, I mean, Jared Vanderbilt's been a Band-Aid that's been a magical Band-Aid for us. But in reality, you know, we don't have any size and we don't have any physicality. Mm -hmm. So when we take him out and we add, you know, a string bean, who is really a, a small forward at power forward with uh, McDaniels. I mean, he's not a rebounder. Like if the rebound comes to him, you'll grab it, but he's not putting in the work. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's tough. It's going to be a tough thing. Um, if he's not on the court, I don't, I don't, we're going to have to play really small and hope that mm-hmm. Anthony Towns stays uh, out of foul trouble, which is a very big, very big hope. Right. 
Absolutely, yeah, I would agree. Just looking at the stats from the game, uh, they out-offensive rebound us. They had 10 more offensive rebounds than us, 14 to 4. Total rebounds, they out-rebounded us by 8. Um, and tack on that a game you shoot 39%, you're not going to lose. You're not going to win a lot of those games in particular. And, like, so. speaking about that field goal percentage, I mean, part of the thing is everybody played bad. You know, like I, I don't right. believe that's going to happen again. D'Lo, who in the you know in the season averaged thirty-one points, shot fifty-five percent field goal and forty-six percent from three against them mm-hmm. all season. The best team, nobody in the NBA did he play better against than the Grizzlies. And now in these two games, he's scoring ten points, twenty-two mm-hmm. percent field goal shooting. And 30% from three. And that 30% skewed because one of those was that chuck that he that he hit, you know, when he was trying to draw a foul. Yeah, so it's yep. probably down to about 20% on that too. So, I mean, he's playing horrible. Um, Edwards played terrible. Like, I mean, it, it, it kind of became the same as a problem with Cat in the uh, Clippers game when, you know, Cat didn't do anything because he got doubled and he was trying to force it. Well, like we mentioned, when you've got a big standing in the paint, Edwards can't really drive on that. So when they're when they're blitzing him with two guys, he's he he needs to pass it is what he needs to do. He needs to be just a willing passer, and he was forcing plays and and even after the game, he said, you know, I took some bad shots, but more than I mean, the problem was just shots weren't falling. And he said, I took bad shots in game one, they just fell. You know, that's the difference. So. Um, you know, and then Cat didn't have a good game. You know, mm-hmm. I, I kind of think their strategy right now, what it looks like is the Grizzlies strategy is they're putting Dylan Brooks or at least to start the game on D'Angelo Russell, and he's just denying the ball. So we're trying to they're trying to keep the ball out of Russell's hands, which is smart because we have no other play creators, really. Um, and then they're just going to blitz Towns and Edwards. And uh, our other guys, you know, have stunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just looking at some of the shooting splits of some of these guys. Edwards, 7 for 16. Uh, D'Lo, 3 for 11. Even coming off the bench, uh, Jane McDaniels, 1 for 7. Uh, Jalen Noel, was, who, yeah. That, that was the worst McDaniels game I've seen maybe all year. He was, was terrible. Yeah. I mean, multiple air balls. Um, just looked like he just wasn't mentally in it. Um Again, it was just a perfect storm. You know, our bench played terrible. Um, one interesting thing about our bench, how many minutes did um, McLaughlin play? Do you have it up? Uh, Jordan? Yeah, yeah, 17. So that was interesting to me. There's He played a lot, and he played a lot with D'Lo, and it might have been just that they were denying D'Lo the ball. There Sometimes they are trying to get him the ball, but it was just denied. But when he mm. was in there with D'Lo, he was the primary ball handler. And I think the reason he played so much was because we weren't moving the ball. You know, like I said, we were we weren't we weren't playing Timberwolves basketball. Um, we thought that we were going to get an easy an easy bucket. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what we do to change it up. Uh, I, I hope that you know it's an eye opener for us, which is which is right. exactly what it needs to be. And you know that's great. We're coming home to one of the best crowds there is. You know, in the second yep. half of the season, and. Um, you know, it's going to be a different game. 
Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that's going to be a big factor for game three and four. It's just just coming home. And I mean, just looking looking at for the year, we're 20 and 21 on the road. We're a 50 per, or we're a probably a uh, uh, what, what am I trying to say? We're uh, about a 500 road team anyway. So winning yeah. one on the road, that's kind Versus of the number two average. seed. Yeah, right. that's awesome. Right. I'll take that every time. Uh, well, so what did you think? It's something that I want to bring up a little bit. Uh, what did you think of Nas Reed's play in this game? Because unlike unlike the usual how the Wolves work, actually at halftime, Nas Reed, I, I get a notification on my phone with scores. I was watching the game anyway. But Nas Reed was actually the leading scorer. And if anything, kind of kept us in it in the first half. What did you think of Nas's play? You know, and maybe it's because I love Nas and I think more of them than most people. Um, it was it's he was very polarizing, it seemed like, because like you said, in the first half, he had 10 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, obviously, he wasn't the leading minute guy, nowhere close. And he was leading the he was leading the team in points. He was leading the team in rebounds. And he had two block shots, which is also leading the team and had a couple other denials at the rim that weren't blocks. But at least you know change the shot to the point where the, that it was that it was un, unshootable um mm-hmm. but yet finch comes out and really challenged nas in, in the presser um and, and i thought that that was a bigger deal i looked it up on twitter and, and uh, dane moore posted you know his comment and it's always important to see how that comment came and, and what happened was dane moore questioned him about nas reed and said well how do you think nas did and um, Finch said he has to play better, you know, and he, you know, made a lot of little plays that were bad. And for him to kind of go out of his way, you know, to, to say that I thought was, was a little off for a guy mm-hmm. who's definitely a role player, you know, usually, you know, averages 15 minutes per game this season um, and led your team in points and rebounds at half. And when nobody was doing anything, like, it's not like there was high level, play being done by other players you know he was right. the only one that really did anything um it, it was kind of like what are you doing here finch and, and maybe it's the way to motivate nas or maybe he knows that he's gonna need nas to play big minutes because cat can't stay out of foul trouble i mean what it really comes down to to me is this series is going to come down to cat's ability to be on the court and Finch playing him these extra minutes um, when he has, like he had two fouls and he played them a lot, but even with two fouls, uh, I don't want to see that because he doesn't mm-hmm. drive, Cat doesn't drive then. He's not aggressive because he picks up so many offensive fouls. He can't do that. And then on defense, he's just a, you know, he's just a matador letting guys go right by him because he doesn't want to pick up an easy foul. I'd rather mm-hmm. have Nas out there. So I don't know if it was a way to kind of, challenge Nas to step up because he's going to have to have a bigger role in this series or if he just sees it differently than me which is you know possible because there's definitely some smart guys um in Timberwolves Twitter that hate Nas Reed Mm -hmm. Um, but I love the guy so so I don't know yeah no I I'm definitely not at the point of hating Nas Reed I I I love what he's done for us all season Uh, I I think he's kind of out of his element where he doesn't where he doesn't like he's not in the post. I, I think he's most he he's most at home 
not out shooting the three pointer. I, I think he's best when he's in the post and he gets yes. to do like a post move. I, I think that's where pick and roll. Yeah, and pick and roll game as well. Uh so some that some that I noticed about this game, just looking at the score sheet uh or at the box score, it, the Grizzlies are they're starting him, obviously, but uh Steven Adams only played three minutes in this game, like a total of three minutes. He's Even done. Less, what? what he's, what done for this, he's done for this series. Really? You don't think he'll play at all? No, I, I don't think he will. Because um, he's he's been terrible. Like, And, and it's not him. It's just he doesn't work in, in what's happening. And they've got so many bigs. And, again, mm-hmm. that's, our, that's the problem with our roster construction. When we mm-hmm. get our guys in foul trouble, like when Cat gets in foul trouble – or anyone like who's our who's our next guy over six ten? I'll tell you, nobody. You know, like well, Nas great, Reed but, is six yeah. is like six nine. You know, so like McDaniel's, I guess, is the only guy over you know six nine. Um, they've got so many bigs. Tillman came in and played well. Um, they've got Brandon Clark can play well. They've got Jaron Jackson Jr. So I mean, they've got so many bigs that are NBA quality. They can mm-hmm. throw at you. Same with guards. They're just a much deeper team than us. Um, so when you have a game like last game, when the refs are just blowing whistles on everybody, um, the more the team with more depth is is definitely got an advantage. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think I don't know. I mean, I, I think I think Adams is gone, and I think you're going to see a lot more Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr as their bigs or, or maybe even slow-mo um, uh, Anderson. I think he might start with Jaron Jackson jr. Cause mm-hmm. that also gives him another passer, another play creator. Yeah. I, you're talking about slow-mo. I cannot stand watching Kyle Anderson shoot a ball. Like, Oh my gosh. Like I, it's hard to watch. <laughs> and he, and it goes in, it goes in too. Like, Oh, which it's is just, more frustrating. Right. Yeah. I really did. Like, Particularly when he's wide open and it's that slow shot and there's no one in his face. Like, come on, guys. Uh, so we got a question in the chat. Uh, do you take confidence in how bad most of our key guys played and we're still going home one-to-one? What do you think? For sure. I mean, I don't believe that there's going to be a game where our big three – and, I mean, add Beasley. Like I said last game, if Beasley doesn't score 15, we lose. He scored like seven. Um, yeah. We need – yeah, I, I take I take all the confidence in the world in that. I, I don't believe that that's going to happen more than one more time this whole series. Um, we're at least going to have one, if not two guys, step up. So I take a ton of confidence, and I think the Timberwolves should. I mean, it's hard to take confidence after just getting completely run over, but mm-hmm. um, it's 1-1. So like I said, it's a five-game series now, and we have home court advantage. I mean, that's a good place to be in for a Timberwolves team that was, you know, struggling right on the edge of the playoffs. Right. I mean, we, yeah, we we spent a lot of the year just hovering around that 500 mark anyway. Like, I remember we had videos called getting over the 500 mark or hump. Yeah. So, and it wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. It was just the trade deadline. It was, uh-huh. it was I, I right remember. Be- yeah. Right before we had that, like, 12 game stretch of just bottom feeders where we then pushed ourselves quite a bit over 500, but it was, yeah, we right about then we hit 500 and then we had a real easy stretch where we kind of buried it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, 
So anything else you want to touch on the game or should we wrap it up pretty quick here? What do you think? Um, Yeah. I mean, the, you know, there's not much to say because it was just so bad. Like right. nothing went well. Like it, I didn't it was, watch it. Yeah. It, it was, it was a train wreck and there's once, mm-hmm. once something starts going the wrong way, it's hard to really, like, I mean, we could talk about how Josh Akogi played, but <laughs> I didn't watch it. I, yeah, I turned I it off. It. I didn't watch the fourth quarter cause there's no need to when we were down 25 or something like that. I think I, I, I think Jaron Jackson hit another three, and I was like, "Yep, I got things to do." Right. I, I watched. There was probably five minutes left when it, when I, when I, and I, I was at a friend's house. I could have listened to it on the way home, but I'm like, eh, I, yeah, I'll listen to music. <laughs> right. um, yeah. So, uh, so how you feeling about games? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put it in a little. Um, we'll put two together. Games three and four. You feeling confident about it or? after that performance a little less confident or what do you think? For sure. For sure. A little less, but um, you know, it's going to be a different vibe at home. I mean, we are, we have a very, very loud crowd right now. Um, mm-hmm. These last 20 games um, that's going to make a difference. If D'Lo can hit or if D'Lo or Anthony Edwards can hit two, three pointers in the first quarter and just get, you know, the crowd behind them, it's different. It'll be a different game. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I actually, for the first time ever, last game, I saw Anthony Edwards talking to fans during the game, like chirping back and forth, mm-hmm. um, which I was I was paying attention to that because I'm like, well, maybe this will be a good thing. Like, maybe that'll get him motivated. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, shots weren't falling. So, you know, it, it sounds bad to say this, but we're kind of a front-running team. Like, when we're up and we're running our offense and we're flowing, we're hard to beat. You know, we're running, everything's moving. But mm-hmm. when we're down, you know, it, it's hard. Um, you know, and, and it, again, it it, rely, it comes down to Carl Anthony Towns. And, and it's not so much not having him out there because D'Lo and Anthony Edwards, I think, can he equally carry the team. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that we don't have very many bigs behind him. So if he's out for a large portion of the game, that means Nas has to play starter minutes. Mm-hmm. And even, and even more than that, like who's behind Nas, you know, we've got, we've got Monroe who's been, you know, bouncing around teams. He doesn't know anything what's happening with our roster, you know, like right. he doesn't know our plays. He doesn't know much of anything. So um, I don't see him really factoring in. So we're just so thin. Um, but Again, this isn't a championship team. This is a team building for the future, and these games are are great learning. And you know, mm-hmm. even if even if we don't get out of this series, I mean, let's make it a six seven game series so we can we can just build on that. Absolutely, and and that, that's why I, I heard this term and I love it. We're playing with house money right now. Like, for sure. obviously, obviously, you want to win the series, you want to win the championship, but. As long as we're playing well and we're starting to show some strides and we're getting this experience, man, like that that's that's gold right there. I mean, we I mean, I think our goal this year was making the playoffs and we did that. Mm-hmm. Um and any anything else is just extra at this point. Right. I think I think we're at least gonna split um mm-hmm. this uh these two games, and I think there's a real chance we could win them both, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's out of the question. Um, mm-hmm. We just need guys to hit shots. And, and we've got shot makers. It's not like we've got guys that – like game one, we didn't play that well. 
You know, mm-hmm. we got outshot at the free throw line by a ton. You know, we uh, didn't, you know, D'Lo didn't play very well at all. Like we had a lot of guys that didn't play well. So we had a ton mm-hmm. of turnovers. So we haven't even played a good game yet. So if we play a good game, Timberwolves basketball, we should be able to win. And I feel like we should at least one out of these two games play a good game. So yep. if that happens, we'll win. Absolutely. Yep. I, 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 I agree. And yeah, I'm just excited. I, I will be in attendance for both games. Uh, one, one with actually a Memphis fan and then one with, uh, one with a bachelor party crowd. So we'll be crazy. We'll be, we'll, we'll be, we'll, we'll get after it. Oh, one thing I did want to mention, and then we'll, then we'll wrap it up. Uh, did you watch it on Bally sports or NBA TV? I was on neither, but I'm trying to think what the broadcast was. Okay. Was, so you weren't on NBA TV though. No, I think it was. I mean, I wasn't okay. It wasn't officially NBA TV, but that was the broadcast that I was seeing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't have Jim Pete announcing. It was NBA TV, and it was terrible. Like, this, oh my gosh, it was so. First of all, they couldn't get their clock right, so you didn't know bad. how much time was left. You didn't know the how score much time was, was left bad. Position. They did that thing where they went to Carl Anthony Towns and John Morant's dad for, for like too long. For like four minutes straight, and he missed like two dunks. Those guys. Oh, did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I, oh, I saw. Yeah, I saw a break. Yeah, yeah. And the problem with that is those guys were entertaining for three, three, four seconds, and mm-hmm. then like those guys aren't that entertaining, and they're like making them continue this like silly back and forth, and none of those guys had any material left to say back and forth. So now they're just pulling stuff out. It was it was sloppy. Yeah. It was bad, bad, bad television. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, NBA TV, thumbs down. Like, why sure. were you, why we were even on NBA TV is beyond me when you got a... Well, I thought about that, but I think wasn't... I think both one seeds were playing that night. So, I mean, I get, I get it. it. But, yeah, I, yeah, guess. I don't yeah. know. But, yeah, I mean, what it comes down to next two games is foul trouble. Mm-hmm. And if Cat can stay out of it, we will have a very good chance of winning. Um, the problem is John Morant lives at the rim and Cat can't stop fouling people. So mm-hmm. those two things don't work well together. So I don't know how I don't know how it's going to work, but if he can somehow stay out of foul trouble, um, you know, give Ja all of those buckets. Like just stand there straight up and make him make it. He'll make it. That's fine. I'd rather have him make it than you get a foul and him get free throws. You know, and right, that's the yeah, other option. You know, it's right. not like you're it's not like he's Carlton Towns isn't Dikembe Mutombo. It's not like mm-hmm. you're turning away all these guys and like protecting the rim. Like very little block rate, you know? So mm-hmm. just just stay on the court, man. Um mm-hmm. and all the bonehead stuff, like sometimes he seems like one of the dumbest basketball players. Like with mm-hmm. that kick out, a kick out was idiotic. Um, trying to draw a charge on the perimeter as a center when you've got four fouls already, dude. Like, what are you thinking? Like, what kind of what's the what's your idea behind that? You know, like mm-hmm. just it's really poor basketball IQ. So we got to get rid of that. Anthony Edwards has to move the ball when they when they pressure him, and D'Lo has to hit shots. D'Lo and Beasley. Mm-hmm. I I'll would say agree. It again. Beasley, here's my things for this game. Beasley, yep. 15 points again. 
over 15 points, we win. And D'Lo, um, over six free throw attempts, we win. Under six free throw attempts, we lose. There you go. We'll have to see how that comes into fruition. This is the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. Chris, thanks so much for joining us or being here as always. No problem. This is the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Hit the bell on YouTube and tell a friend. And uh, make sure to follow us on Spotify so you never miss an episode. And as always, go Wolves. Let's do it at the crib, I guess is A1. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 844 Cosentix. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.